Hey guys, it's Chelsea Grace. This is Chelsea Disgrace podcast. Um, I a couple episodes ago, I started out with Costa Rica part one and part two. Then I took a little break. So now here is the third and final installment of uh, Costa Rica adventures with Chelsea Grace. So, uh, last Costa Rica episode, I left off where we had made our great escape from the spider-infested tent hostel and ended up in paradise. So, uh, yeah, here is where we met our, up with our friend Bella that we had met during our first week of traveling. Um, she's also staying there, so, uh, she's a super crazy, super interesting girl I mentioned before. Like, this girl has been stabbed seven times and kidnapped in Mexico and somehow manages to tell these stories, like, in a super casual way, like, it was a trip to the grocery store or something. Like, we were all just chilling at the beach and she's all like, oh man, like, this beach reminds me of that beach I was kidnapped kidnapped from in Mexico. And I'm just like, like, what? And she's all like, oh, yeah, like, I was just chilling on this beach. And these guys asked me if I wanted to take a boat ride uh, to the sandbar. And I was like, hell, yeah, like, I want to take a boat ride out to the fucking sandbar. So they get on their boat and they aren't going anywhere near the sandbar and they start talking in like a language that wasn't even Spanish and they wouldn't answer any of my questions and they started speeding up so I had to jump off the back of the boat and like swim back to shore it was wild and I didn't really know what to say and usually when that happens I just try to think of something that happened to me before that I can kind of relate to their story uh, with but unfortunately um, I've never been kidnapped and then she goes on to tell me that she got into a fight at a house party once and got stabbed seven times in the head the neck and the back and she had the scars to prove it and again I've never been stabbed so I was like like yeah oh one time I was you know cutting a watermelon in half and and the knife went through my hand a little bit um wasn't too bad though like didn't even need stitches and I felt like I was fucking like Richard Simmons hanging out with 50 cent like I ain't shit compared to this badass bitch so yeah um at this new hostel we met some uh cool people and we made like a little posse uh like a travel family which was really nice um there's this guy Mark and he was maybe like 40 he was like super, super nice and awesome. And he kind of looked after us, but um, he sort of seemed like the kind of dude that maybe was um, never cool in high school and just really wanted to fit in because he would constantly buy us like drinks and pay for our cover at bars and all kinds of stuff. So um, Mark had heard about this house party that some guy who worked at the hostel was having for his birthday. So we decided to like check it out so 
your average house party in North America usually consists of like people awkwardly just standing around someone's house, usually with a water bottle of vodka in one hand and like a can of Pepsi in the other hand for a chaser. And maybe sometimes like a beer pong tournament will break out. And if it's like particularly the, oh my God, I can't even say that word. Am I high? No, fuck. I'm just illiterate. Um, yeah, so if it's a, a extra wild house party, uh, maybe some girl will be, like, getting pig roasted upstairs by some dudes or something. But I didn't really know what to expect for a Costa Rican house party. I assume that maybe it would just be quite similar, except maybe with tequila instead of vodka. So we weren't really sure where the party was so we figured we had just grabbed some beers and drink while we walked down like the main road till we found it so um after like a 10 minute walk we found a crowd of people standing in the street and realized we had probably uh found the party uh, and i was kind of nervous because like as you know i can be like super socially awkward and normally it's a great uh buffer when there's a dog at the party So I can kind of like, you know, go hang out with the dog in case I'm over the whole like conversing with people thing. Um, But I was told not to touch dogs in foreign cities because like who knows what kind of diseases they carry. So I'm all like, oh, is this the party? And someone's like, yeah, yeah, it's in the backyard. So uh, we walked down this path through this like one like super foresty area and all of a sudden we're on like an outdoor dance floor and there's a DJ just like blasting house music. There's lights flashing all over the place and a bar over to the side and just like sweaty people like just raving and it looked like a pitbull music video. It was insane. Like it it just kind of reminded me of the movie Project X except like without all the cocaine. Um, But then um, we did find all the cocaine like over yonder in dark corners like there was just forest people just doing lines off titties and I was like holy shit like this is the greatest party I've ever been to and then as if it couldn't get any better a dog enters the dance floor like a random dog so now we have all the makings for a great party. So we danced the night away and I was sweating in places that I I knew that I could sweat in, but I don't really tell people because I'm pretty sure like you're not supposed to sweat in those certain places. And uh, then my uh, friend ended up meeting a Rastafarian local man who was named um, Arnold, <laughs> like the whitest name I have ever heard ever, like especially for a Rasta in Costa Rica. The irony was great. So, um, he ends up, uh, sort of my friend ends up, uh, uh, boning the Rasta and it turns out he works at the hostel we're staying at. So, um, over the next week, my friend and Arnold like basically fell in love. It was like dirty dancing vacation love thing. And they spent every night together and Arnold quickly became my best friend. And I felt like right at home, third wheeling on their dates, like third wheeling is basically my second job and I think it was about time that I took it international so that was good 
uh, one day we all went into the store to buy some, just like some water bottles or something, and I couldn't find my money, so Arnold paid for me, and I was like, oh, thanks, Papi Chulo, and then like the cashier, along with everybody in line, just starts like laughing so hard, and he's like super embarrassed, and I really didn't know what Papi Chulo meant at the time until I Googled it, and I saw that it meant Pimp Daddy, so... I guess I can understand why he was slightly embarrassed being at his local grocery store and being called Pimp Daddy by, like, two big-tittied white women. So, um, one of my favorite nights on uh, the trip was family dinner night. Uh, It was one of the last sunsets that we were going to see, so we decided to cook a, a nice dinner at the hostel, um, and then we would go watch the sunset on the beach. Um, however, we got like really wasted during the day. Uh, if I remember correctly, I spent the afternoon dry humping a Costa Rican man in the pool while sipping a mojito. So uh, we were a little behind uh, schedule. So uh, we made the drunken walk to the store, bought some spaghetti noodles and sauce. And then we stumbled back home, cooked it up. Um, but we were losing precious time because the sun was about to set. So we all just like plated our spaghetti and we like grabbed our dishes and just ran down to the beach, like totally wasted, holding these like full plates of spaghetti and like rogue noodles are abandoning ship all along the way. Like if we had gotten lost, we could just follow the trail of noodles and find our way back. No problem. So we like plop down on the beach and Arnold pulls out a joint and we all get you know partake in a little oregano with our spaghetti and then um we all just like laid back and just fucking enjoyed it like the whole thing the spaghetti the sunset the state of relaxation it was just like the happiest i've been in forever so uh, we decided to stay an extra night there because um we just had to see the sunset again so we all got drunk again and wore our nice dresses because um, we decide we're going to have like a little sunset photo shoot. So we go down to the beach and somehow my underpants had ripped on something and there was now like a huge hole right in the crotch area. And I figured like, well, that's the most important part of underpants. So why bother wearing any at all? Right. So I took them off and then I had like a photo shoot of me holding my underpants with like the gorgeous sunset in the background and like my beautiful dress flowing in the breeze and actually turned out quite lovely, I must say. And um, hopefully the nice families surrounding me didn't mind too much. Um, so yeah, the the same night um, watching our little photo shoot was uh, with Arnold Uh, a couple of his friends and there was one guy in particular that I took a liking to because he was like the hottest fucking thing I had ever seen and um I could see him laughing at me playing like with my underpants so I'm thinking like cool like this guy sees him funny he sees I already have no underpants on and I'm sure Arnold told him I was easy so I'm like yes game on here we go so like I spent the night like I like chatted this guy up like all fucking night i was asking him questions like about his travels his family where he's from what he likes and blah 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 like all i really wanted to know was like two questions like how big is your dick and would you like to put it inside of me so all night we were chatting and then um my friend bellas uh starts to sort of chat to him and as 
much as I really do like myself, I know that uh, this is vacation and people just want to bone like the most attractive people they can find, like not the most well-conversed people. And um, Bella has like the most banging body I've ever seen. Like her ass just looks like like two gigantic fresh Kaiser buns where like my ass looks like the Pillsbury dough from a can. Like when you pop it and it just comes like oozing out. So I'm all like, well, this isn't going to go well. So um, we all go out to eat and whatnot. And then we go back to the hostel and we all just chill outside by the pool. And it's about midnight and the only people left awake are me, Bella and the hot dude. So without speaking about it, I knew that that we like her and I knew this was a game of endurance. Like you, like kind of like what you see in in Big Brother, if you watch that, like whoever could stay awake the longest was going to fuck this dude. Now, I value my sleep and I was really tired and I wasn't really sure if I could outlast an 18 year old with a body like harder than a fucking prison bed. So I didn't know how this was going to go. And then. Uh, excuse me, at one point, um, the hot guy, he goes to the bathroom and Bella's like, oh my God, I totally want to bone him. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, I know, right? And I don't really know what came over me, but I knew that, um, if this was a competition, it was either going to end, uh, with Bella winning or a stalemate. So I was like, well, I mean, like, what if he boned like both of us and we just didn't like look at each other to touch each other? And she's like, yeah, like, that would be kind of weird. So I gave up. I gave up. I realized that um, I just, you know, too many disadvantages were working against me here. Like, I was less physically attractive. Even if I did outlast Bella, I'm sure I'd be so tired that I'd just pull out my finest starfish anyway. And, like, I'm 10 years older than her, you know, made obvious by the way my eyes have like more wrinkles than a whore's bed sheets. Like I look like a fucking elephant. Like have you ever have you ever looked at an elephant's eye? Like it's it's wrinkly as fuck. It's like like a stack of multifold paper towels. Like maybe on an elephant that would look okay, but on a woman in her late 20s, not so much. Like if you were just to look at my eye, you would think I was like a very old woman who is like potentially a witch and has like all this wisdom and all this shit. But I am uh, I am none of those things. I am not an old woman nor a witch and definitely, definitely not wise. And I know that normally older women like know what they're doing in the sack better than the youngins do. But like this girl is like a self-proclaimed sex addict and she knows what she's doing. So Hot guy was in good hands, so I pieced out and opted for a uh, a good night's sleep, which um I think was a good idea, considering we all had to be up at 6 a.m. the next day to catch the bus back to San Jose, so we could fly home in a few days. So the next morning, I wake up bright and early, and I pack all my things, and I go to find like the girls, and they're like nowhere to be found. And I'm like, whoa, fuck me, so... I'm starting to panic a little, and then uh, my travel buddy comes strolling in after her one last romantic night with Arnold. So there's one down, but now we're like, where the fuck's Bella? So we message her, we knock on her door, nothing. So we just cut our losses, and we go wait for the bus. Um, 
then like just in time before the bus gets there bella comes like dragging her adorable hot mess of an ass outside and we're like what the fuck happened to you and apparently she didn't even sleep and her and hot guy kept trying to fuck but he couldn't get it up so i felt like maybe it wasn't such a loss for me after all which made me feel a little bit okay so um, we took uh, another thousand buses and ferries and jeeps and boats and all this shit uh, back to uh, San Jose where we spent our uh, last few nights of the trip. And um, back in Santa Teresa, uh, Bella had met a local dude uh, named Jason and he was on vacation. He normally is a school teacher in San Jose. Um, when I first met him, he had his hair dyed like bright, bright, bright green. Um, we're talking like green ghost from Ghostbusters green and he barely spoke English but he laughed at like everything I did and he was the most like gentle sweetest dude ever and I had a total crush on him and at one point of the trip when we were sitting down to dinner it was just him and I at the table at the time and he was like I I wish I could speak English and I was like no no I wish I could speak Spanish I enjoy talking to you I like you and it was so heartwarming and I just wanted to bone the shit out of him and Bella had sort of kind of let him know that I was down and I think he was down but we're both too shy to say anything and it just never happened um then when we went back to San Jose we invited him out to hang out and he showed up and his hair was like dyed back to black and he was dressed real nice and I was like oh my god like my vagina felt like it was in a panini press because it was all like warm and tight and we played like sexual charades with him and like I had spotted that he had like a little condom in his shirt pocket which was like so cute and I was like raring to go and then it just never happened I'm still bummed about it but that's okay um whatever um also at the beginning of uh Bella's trip she had met this like cute short stubby woman who spoke like no English at all so Bella called her up and she came and uh, picked us up in her little car and drove us around town and took us out for dinner and she insisted on paying because she just enjoyed spending time with young girls it was just so cute like it warmed my heart so much and then um on our very last night uh in Costa Rica we decided to dress up and hit the town so uh, we pre-gamed at the hostel and we played Kings, which if you don't know, you just spread a deck of cards out on the table and you make up a rule for each card. And then when you pick up a card, you just have to follow the like corresponding rule. So we made up some like super ridiculous ones. Like um, uh, if you picked a king, you'd have to like go find somebody to kiss. So it got pretty wild and my friend ended up uh, kissing another giant black Rasta, which I guess is now our thing. And I somehow ended up with my dress over top of my head and shit. So it was a little wild. Um, then we took a cab to the bar district and it's like dead as fuck. So not thinking it's, it's because it was a Tuesday night and, you know, you know, people have jobs and lives and shit. So we go into this one bar and we post up in like a dark corner and we just start dancing and we're all like gussied up. So we feel like like dancing. 
like hoe dancing you know like we're all grinding on each other and shit and whatnot and all these people are like staring at us because like no one else is dancing and these dudes literally just like grab a table right in front of us and are just like staring at us the entire time so like we were just like whatever having a good time and then the bouncer comes up and says we're being too inappropriate and we gotta cut it out and we're all like what the fuck this is a bar but again it was a tuesday and I think we were just too drunk to realize that it was more of a restaurant than a, than a club. So we take our hoe asses outside and uh, we go on down to the next club and we're like, like, can we dance here? And he's like, yeah, yeah, come in. So we go in and this bar is like all open, like all the windows are wide open. So we set up our stuff by the window and we're like dancing and guys are like literally pulling their cars over and parking out front just to watch us dance. And it was absolutely hilarious. And I felt like a total like prostitute in Amsterdam. It was fantastic. So um, we had a pretty good night. And then um, we headed back to our hostel and we found a biker bar, which is like right up my alley. So we go there and we hang out. And of course, I'm like way too shy to talk to anybody there because they look like terrifying, like they would fucking murder me. So I just gawked at them and whatever. And then we went home to sleep. And then the next day we uh, packed up our things, said goodbye and cried all the way to the airport. And I swear I was so tempted to like not even get on the plane at all. Um, the only good thing that came of going home was um, in the airport. I got to try steak and shake for my first time which was absolutely fucking delicious. Like, it was, uh, like, greasy as a motherfucker. And I understand why it's called Steak and Shake because my bowels were, like, shook into the core. And I almost shot myself. And I threw up a couple times because I think the grease was, like, literally eating through my stomach um, as well as my soul. But, yeah, it was really fucking good. And, you know, like the trip just ran so smoothly. And it was just such an amazing time. And it was a real eye-opener. And, like, I just loved how laid back the country is. And everyone there is just so nice. And, like, they don't worry about anything. It's just so great. And I knew that, like, coming home was going to be hard. Because then I'd have to deal with a bunch of shit. And, like, literally an hour after I got home, like, my car broke down. And I'm just like, well, fuck this. <sighs> but, yeah. Uh, if you ever have the chance, I highly recommend you go to Costa Rica. It's absolutely gorgeous. The vibe there is unlike anything else. And remember to wear a condom if you want to fuck your tour guide in a cave. And other than that, I have no other advice. And remember, before I leave, I am here to make you feel better about yourself one shells of grace palm at a time. Bye. <laughs>